You're listening to Matrimony. I'm Kelsey. And I'm Chris. This show is about our marriage, our money, and the stuff that matters. Hey, husband. Hey, boo. <laughs> no. <laughs> that is the first and last time you've ever called me that. <laughs> um, so we're trying out a new intro and some new segments on the show. Um, as you heard, our new intro. So we'd love, we'd love to hear what our listeners think. Um, today, we are sharing an update on the budget decisions we talked about on the last episode, plus talking about using the tool of tracking in many ways. And we answer a listener question about whether or not to refinance. Mm-hmm. So um, we're going to do our life and money update all together in life and money lately. Yeah, we find that when we talk about life, we end up talking about money all at the same time. And vice versa. So let's just talk about it all at once. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Last time we talked about that, we were sort of grappling with this decision about whether or not... (laughs) Oh yeah, Chris, we're both having coffee. Chris is drinking an iced coffee with a giant straw. It's like, is that like a boba tea straw? Where did you get that? that I have no idea where it came from. It's in our drawer. It was just in our drawer. But I've heard that drinking coffee through a straw helps to keep your teeth from getting yellow. Well, not a giant straw like that. That's getting all (laughs) over all your teeth. Probably true. (laughs) That might be from one of my old Camelback water bottles. Maybe that's Uh, it. Anyway, this is riveting podcast discussion. (laughs) 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 Moving on. So we were talking about whether or not to get a reverse osmosis and RO water system. We ended up deciding to do that. And we heard from several listeners who suggested kind of alternate um, like ways to go, um, like different filtration systems or things like that. Thank you so much, everyone, for for weighing in. Um, we did decide to go with the RO system just because for the convenience um, to not take any more counter space, things like this. So um, we got that done. So we have RO water at the sink, plus it goes to our ice and water in the fridge. Yeah, we were really lucky because the fridge is right next to mm-hmm. the sink, so we could just shoot the line through. And the most amazing thing about the RO water... <laughs> Aside from the fact that there's no chromium six, <laughs> is that the ice is beautifully clear. Yes. Now our ice is so clear because we just have so so many minerals and everything in our water. Yeah, there's super hard water in mm-hmm. Arizona. Yeah, so anyway, we do have beautiful ice. It ended up being a little bit more expensive than we were hoping um, or planning for. Remember, because there was a there was a leak. There was a leak under the sink Mm -hmm. that he had to fix, plus running the line to the fridge, which was not like part of our original quote. Yeah. Um, So it was like $750. Mm -hmm. We consider it an investment in our health. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things this is, I don't know if this is a cop out, but we have mentioned this, like when we, when it comes to our health, Mm -hmm. we're much more lax with the constraints on our money. Like Mm -hmm. if it's a health thing, then we... We're pretty liberal, so mm-hmm. that was a pretty liberal expenditure. But yeah. um, our kids are getting pure water, and we are too. And our ice is beautiful. Actually, I, I like. I don't want to waste the ice. Like oftentimes, I'll have you know the ice dispenser. Ice will come out, and sometimes yeah. I'll drop a cube or something. And usually, I'm like, ah, whatever, you know. But now I don't want to <laughs> it's drop. Like precious, yeah, <laughs> because this was this is filtered water. Oh this my is gosh, like, that's like, this is a seven hundred and fifty dollar ice cube. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> well, we will have it for. I mean, just years and years. The you do have to replace the filters, but it's like every three to five years. Yeah. And so, it's not that expensive even when you do. Um, no. So anyway, yeah. So there's one. Uh, what about some of the other things that we were deciding about? 
Well, um, the big one was gutters, and we just had our fourth and final estimate today, mm-hmm. um, and we're deciding that we're going to go ahead with this. Mm-hmm. This is big because it's like twelve to fifteen hundred dollars, probably mm-hmm. in the end. Um, but we've we live in a neighborhood that has been fraught with like foundation problems. Mm-hmm. Like we've heard the stories when we moved in. We I talked to neighbors just we recently did when we moved in. Yeah, I we had, I remember talking to a couple of neighbors who mentioned somebody's foundation had cracked and it caused all kinds oh, of problems. Really? Yeah, you withheld that information from me. Oh, I, well, I probably just forgot. <laughs> Even though it seems <laughs> like something now. important to share. But I also just recently talked to neighbors who had the same problems mm-hmm. and the builder had fixed their problems, like went in, fixed the cracks in their house, put in gutters. That builder has gone out of business in the past so five are, or so they years. They are not so. around to pay for our <laughs> gutters. So sad. Yeah. But all of that anecdotal evidence plus what people have told us, like the professionals Build, we've yeah, had come in. Builds the case. Yeah. So I feel like, you know, in, instead of paying three to five or more thousand dollars for like some big foundation repair, instead we mm-hmm. do the gutters at twelve to fifteen hundred. Yes. So So we're gonna probably pull that trigger here in the next couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So that's one. That's one. Uh Pretty closely related to that was the Harry Potter concert, which doesn't sound related, except that we can't spend that money anymore. <laughs> so that was well, and it also ended up sort of working out. I we couldn't get a babysitter who was available, so that kind of made the decision that. for us. Yeah. And but um, we did end up. Let's see, we didn't did end up having. Um, we had had a date night, like just maybe the weekend before or something. We got to go out and see some live music. Oh yeah. Um, so that was really fun. And plus, um, we are. When this comes out, we are going to be leaving for our trip to the Pacific Northwest mm-hmm. the next day That's on true. Tuesday. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah, we definitely have some quality time, though, coming up. It is important to spend, to, like, get that quality time, even, even if you have to spend some money. But it's not like we're totally devoid of date nights or anything. Yeah, it's true. And that date <laughs> night was awesome. The music was great. Yeah. It was, like, acoustic and really good music. Oh, yeah. Can we give a plug for the bands? Oh, yeah. Go for it. Um, so, let's see. There was Volunteer. And it's um, it's it's my cousin my cousin by marriage who is a drummer and sings in both bands so yeah so volunteer and matt hires so definitely um check those out it was just so so great yeah so they supplanted our our harry potter trip but it was okay like other people were screaming like hey free bird at the concert and i was like hedwig's theme but they didn't play it (laughs) oh my goodness that didn't actually happen okay so the last thing we talked about last time was Dash's room. So we want to outfit that with a little bit of furniture and some mm-hmm. decor and yeah, stuff like that. a little update. And we're going to do that. So mm-hmm. we're actually pricing some things out. We we have a tentative budget of like 200 to 250 or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've already identified some, actually a great website that I can no longer remember. It's Hay Needle. Mm, Hay Needle. Okay. Yep. So yeah, we've we've got a few things we'll buy from there and we'll, we'll over time outfit that. So we're going to, we're going to go ahead with that. Okay, so beyond the money decisions, the other mm-hmm. big thing that's been going on, at least for me, mm-hmm. and this doesn't sound like a big thing, but it is the <laughs> biggest thing in the world for me, <laughs> is bike commuting, mm-hmm. which I, I talk about excessively on my blog mm-hmm. and probably on this podcast too. But two weeks ago, I started biking the kids to daycare so awesome. in the mornings. And it's awesome in a number of ways. Like one, the kids love it. They absolutely love it. It's an enjoyable They really trip. do. I've done it five or six times now and there has not been a single issue. And like the trailer is, if, if anybody's interested in kids' trailers, the Burley series is great. B-U-R-L-E-Y. Mm-hmm. We have a Burley Encore and the kids are tightly packed in there. There's not like a ton of room. Mm-hmm. So you'd think it'd be easy for them to get into a conflict, but they don't mm-hmm. and they just enjoy it. So that's yeah. cool. 
also cool because you get more time in the morning yeah. to just like you've been dealing with. I've been doing drop off, like solo drop off, solo pickup mm-hmm. and has gotten significantly easier. Now the yeah. boys are older and dash, you know, more and more can kind of be helpful and wait and all this stuff. But, um, but yeah, just, just driving straight from our house to work feels so luxurious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I can take a little bit more time to get ready in the morning after you leave. Um, yeah, just hopping in the car and just being able to put on podcasts and drive right to work. It is really nice. So that's been a treat for me too. Yeah. So that's also cool. Uh, and then finally, it's just crazy, awesome exercise for yeah. me, which I absolutely love. It's a beautiful bike ride. Like I take power line trails and, and mm-hmm. canals almost the entire way. Mm-hmm. Except yeah, you don't mile. have to be like on the streets and stuff with them, which yeah. would be nerve wracking. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's 80 pounds of kids and cargo. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's a seven and a half mile one way trip. Mm-hmm. And so it's about 40 minutes roughly when mm-hmm. I'm really hauling ass. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's that plus me getting back to wherever I need to be that day or want to be that day uh, is probably 800 to a thousand calories of activity. Yeah. And it's just, it's like they have to go to daycare anyway. Right. And it adds, it's 40 minutes and we would take probably 20 minutes in the car. Uh, yeah, so totally. It's, just, it's barely more time. It's, you know, it's just so cool. You so love it. I'm going to talk during one big thing about weight loss and this okay. has become a big part of that. Okay. But it's, it's, if you can figure out ways to introduce bike commuting for utilitarian purposes, oh, it just solves so many problems. It's so great. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, that's been, that's been really, really great. I guess the other just like, yeah, super quick life thing, um, is yeah, just our big trip coming up. Yeah. So we just excited. Out, yeah. Like, we've just, yeah, we already have had like where we're staying in our flights and everything like that, but our day to day itinerary, um, it's going to be pretty cold and rainy while we're there, which we knew is a possibility, just the time frame we're going. And so, but I mean, just being together, just not having a lot of plans. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it's super cold and rainy that we can't do all the hikes we want, we'll go. There's lots of, you know, different lodges and stuff in the national park. And I figure we'll just go and drink coffee or drink a beer and play a game and mm-hmm. just enjoy it. So yeah, whatever. So we like cannot have a bad time. I mean, it's the <laughs> bar is so low, like <laughs> for what will be enjoyable. So it's yeah. just going to be so great. Yeah. The precipitation itself will just be awesome. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to love that. Okay. So let's move on to a new segment. This is, we're calling this tools you can use. And today we want to talk about tracking and different mm-hmm. tools for tracking various things. Yeah. We, we track a lot of stuff. We do. I mean, budgeting think about being it. the big thing, mm-hmm. like that we talk about that all the time. Yep. And and the reason we thought it'd be interesting is because tracking ends up being such a foundational piece of mm-hmm. like success and happiness in so many aspects mm-hmm. of life. Obviously, like financial security and possibly financial independence demands that you know what's going on with your money and that yep. you allocate it the right way. And so budgeting is important. But yeah, we thought we'd talk about... Um, a few things, budgeting, health and diet, and then productivity. Mm-hmm. And this is all, I mean, we've been doing this kind of organically. Like we just, when we need to realize we need to track something, we start doing it. We figure out a tool to use. But mm-hmm. um, there's actually a big movement out there if you've never heard of it, Quantified Self. Mm-hmm. And so you can go to, there are websites on this stuff and people are freaks about it. And can be because now there's all these Oh, just all these different apps. things. You can yeah. be wearing them and tracking like literally every step of your day and everything you're putting into your body, everything you're doing and there even are, like your mood and everything. Yeah. There are even flatulence apps. Oh my God. If you want to count how many times you fart during the day. Why would you want to know that? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> like, is that information helpful in any way? I'd be mildly interested in knowing because <laughs> I'm sure, 
I'm sure I'm on the far end of that spectrum. So. <laughs> right, lucky me. <laughs> um, anyway, so budget first, because yeah. that's kind of our, our thing. That's right. Um, it's one we talk about a lot and obviously key to financial success, but we do a couple things to track our money. Mm-hmm. One is Mint. That's the biggest one. Mm-hmm. And so we've used Mint probably how long now? For I don't know. three years, I think? Yeah, a few years. Yeah. And so we track not only like our the entirety of our budget and just the money, the cash flow in and out, mm-hmm. but then also we've set up within Mint a number of categories. So Bud- we know... Kind of budgets, I think they call them in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and what's nice is you can actually, you can see your spending per month. And mm-hmm. so you can see like given the amount that you think you ought to spend, whether you're there or exceeding or whatever... But then also at the end of the year, you can look annually or like any at mm-hmm. any point the last 12 months and just see how the spending breaks down mm-hmm. across categories um, and the total amounts you spent. So that's it's just really nice to get big picture as well as like day to day stuff. On yeah. Money. And so can we talk a little bit, too, about how we specifically are using Mint, like how often we're checking in? Chris needs a mo- <laughs> That is so obnoxious. That's so obnoxious. I apologize for him, listeners. <laughs> um, but so you you are kind of the one who, I, I think we love tracking kind of different things and yeah, you definitely yeah. love tracking our money. And mm-hmm. so I've kind of mentioned it before, but so you're the one who's actually checking in on our money much more often. And I kind of go in and out of like checking in on Mint regularly. Mm-hmm. But so how often are you checking in on it? Like in your daily, to be honest, it's been a lot less recently, Mm -hmm. but I I will though visit our bank accounts pretty much daily Mm -hmm. just to see, just, I don't know, just to see, just Um, make sure that money's there. (laughs) (laughs) Mint, I probably go to, oh, twice a week. Okay. So I guess that's still pretty frequently. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then you're going in, are you like having to categorize much stuff at this point? Much less than, so right. the nice thing about Mint also is that you can see all, every single transaction. So every account you attach to Mint, it'll mm. show you all the transactions. Mm-hmm. And over time you can say, okay, this was, you know, an automatic pull for like mortgage or gotcha. this was, I, you know, I bought something Bill at Starbucks or whatever. whatever. Mm-hmm. And you, you note what those things are and which budget they should be aligned mm. with. And mm-hmm. Mint learns that. And right. then will anytime that similar exact expense comes up, it will attach it to the budget so you have to categorize stuff less. That's how it tracks over time. Mm -hmm. So there's some upfront labor, but it's not too bad. Yeah. And then, yeah, but even still, you know, checks aren't immediately categorized. You've got to figure that out and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. Okay. But yeah, it's great. Um, And I love going in there, but I I realized, I told you this recently, I am extremely motivated by money. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) So there's this thing, actually tangent, there's this thing going on at work. um, Mm -hmm. It's like a health program where... If you track all these various things related to your health, so tracking your diet and your physical activity and participating in health programming. Yeah, like if you get an eye exam or your well checkup or you get a flu flu shot, shot, you can get different points for things. And over the course of a year, if you add up to 500 points, then you're eligible for a $200 Mm -hmm. gift or like, well, straight $200 cash. That is sufficient for me to have like assiduously tracked a number of things Mm -hmm. to to get to the 500 point mark. Mm -hmm. And there's they're missing my flu shot. <laughs> and I submitted the records yesterday by email to ensure that they have the information <laughs> necessary. And I've emailed the woman who probably gets oh my gosh. no inform- like no emails from anybody else. I've emailed her probably a dozen times oh in the past gosh. two weeks to make sure I get to my 500 because yeah. it ends at the end of the month. Right. And I am still bucks. 150 points away, but it does. it's not tracking my flu shot yet. And so no. I need to see if I can still... Um, yeah, if I can still get there, is there like something specific that you're having in mind with this $200 or it's just, it's just that carrot of money is just, just the money. Just I just the- want that money. 
give me that money. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, so let's move on to another another place where tracking can be helpful. This has been a big one for us recently, probably mm-hmm. in the last, well, for me, the last 51 days, actually. <laughs> can tell us exactly. <laughs> Health and diet. So um, I've written on my blog, if anybody reads that at all, um, about- I read it, Chris. Thanks about my interest in getting more fit and losing weight. Mm -hmm. And we're a generally fit couple, Mm -hmm. but um, I hit 190 on the scale a few months back and that was as high as I'd ever been Mm -hmm. in my life. And that was after, you know, a stressful semester and all Mm -hmm. that. But but when you work out consistently, you know, you're working out, you know, fairly consistently and eating a pretty healthy diet. Yeah, so So. I was was overweight, but not not Mm -hmm. unhealthy, I would say. Mm Anyway, but I still I decided I wanted to get back to what's mm-hmm. more normal for me, which is like 170s, 180s, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so I first went through like a really heavy lifting period to build muscle, and then I switched to a weight loss kind of plan, mm-hmm. and I sort of invented a plan and then po- posted it on my my blog. Mm-hmm. If you're interested in my unique, this is approach. your it's not a fad diet diet. That's right, <laughs> because almost every single other diet that's out there is bullshit, including Whole Thirty. Damn it! Um, <laughs> they're all they're all foolish in multiple ways. Um, but but my, not that they don't have some like some good qualities in terms of like I mean some of them do promote like very healthful eating compared to like how you could be eating. But it's like your yeah. your problem, and I have the same problems with them. Is like a lot of are are not based in sound science. They kind of they take what science works for them. They get rid of other science that doesn't work for them. I mean, things like recommending that a vegetarian diet is, is not an ideally healthful way to eat is that is not based in science. Yeah. Yeah. It's so I'm being far too damning. You're right. Like as a nutrition <laughs> scientist, I see the, the poor use of evidence in mm, something like mm-hmm. the whole 30 is a great example. Mm-hmm. Um, but still probably if you shift to a whole 30 diet mm-hmm. from the standard American diet, yeah. you're eating an awesome diet. So right. I mean, it's really, if, if you're doing that, you're not doing a bad thing. I, yes. I, that's just, yes. I get frustrated with how people bastardize you know, science to, mm-hmm. to promote a thing. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mine is fully evidence-based <laughs> and utterly accurate. <laughs> but getting back to the point, um, one of the, so there's a lot of obviously research on weight loss and there's almost no strategy that people consistently use to be successful in weight loss. Like mm-hmm. you can't point to any series of studies to say, this is obviously what people do to have success. Mm-hmm. The one thing that comes up a little bit consistently is tracking your diet. So, um, there are a few popular apps out there. One's called Lose It. I actually published a study on that a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. And then one that's probably even more popular by now is MyFitnessPal. Mm-hmm. And you can track your physical activity and what you eat. So we both mm-hmm. signed up on that one. Mm-hmm. And I know that I've been tracking 51 days because it tells you how many days mm-hmm. in a row you've been tracking. And um, I've been using that and it's awesome. It's easy to use. I don't find it laborious. I don't know. What do you think? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that it's too bad. It does... Um it does, you know, remember things that you've had before. And I do love like we buy, you know, we grocery shop at Trader Joe's and it has every Trader Joe's item. So, you know, you can get so specific into the like the brands of items. And so I think it's just harder when I've had, you know, like a salad. And so I have to enter like 10 different things or we have a home cooked meal and mm-hmm. it's like all these different components. So yeah, yeah. for me, it, you know, I've kind of been, um, I haven't been as consistent as you. I kind of was like, you know, like I, I, I do feel like overall I eat, um, 
very healthfully and it just sometimes I kind of want to be a little bit more conscious about mm-hmm. my eating and so I feel like it has helped me just kind of then I'm just kind of a little bit more conscious like if I am hungry I'm like well you know did I just eat am I just like bored or if I am going to eat something it kind of helps me make I think a better choice yeah um so yeah so I haven't been tracking as consistently as you but when I'm kind of in the routine of it and I yeah I do find it pretty easy to use yeah, so it's. I, I think that's a good point. So even if you're not necessarily trying to lose weight, but you just want to get a picture of your diet mm-hmm. over time, that's it can be useful from that perspective. The free version shows you a calorie gauge. Both mm-hmm. Lose It and My Fitness Pal do that, so you can see like if I'm wanting to maintain weight or if my goal is like you put in your basic characteristics, and then if you want to lose one pound or one and a half pounds per week, right. it'll give you a calorie allotment. And then mm-hmm. as you track diet, you, your your food, you can see what's um, what's reasonable. Like I, I would for think weight loss. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, it'll let you do like, will it let you do something more than like one and a half pounds? But that probably, I don't I'm know. Sh- just, just to me, that seems like what's kind of a reasonable expectation. That's a good question. I don't know if it lets you, how high it lets you go. Cause I didn't yeah. put that in for myself, obviously, but probably reasonable doesn't let you go too high. Yeah. Reasonable though is one to one and a half pounds. Okay. And I wrote about this on my blog. So, um, you can read more about it there, but the it one to one and a half pounds is reasonable. And this is okay. Let me back up. Mm-hmm. One of the problems with so many weight loss plans is they promise rapid weight loss. Mm-hmm. And that's totally possible. Mm-hmm. But that's not a smart thing to do because you're going to lose a ton of muscle along with fat if you lose weight very fast. Mm. So you think you're having success. But the problem is when you lose muscle, you lower your metabolic rate. And then it's much easier, even at a lower calorie intake, to gain weight back. And that's why people, that's one wow. of the reasons people fail. Like a rebound? Yeah. And and that's why people cycle on diets. It's why people fail on diets all the time. People want to lose weight fast because mm-hmm. they want the quick fix. But the reality is you should lose weight very slowly. Interesting. So one to one and a half pounds. If you have the right kind of diet and you're physically active, you can protect your muscle mass while losing fat. Um, it will just take patience. Like if you want to lose 20 pounds, that will take you many months rather than, you know, one or two months. Mm-hmm. But that's how you should do it if you really want to have actual long-lasting results. So anyway, um, back to my fitness pal, though, I, I, the free version gives you that calorie gauge. So that's the key thing for weight loss. But if you also want to understand your diet in terms of numbers, the premium version is, I think, like $40 a month. That's what I, or $40 no, a I'll year. Like, I was like, whoa, that's expensive. <laughs> no, $40 <laughs> a year, which is still not insignificant. Mm-hmm. But I like it because you can see macro and micronutrients, fiber intake, all Mm -hmm. of those things. And that gets closer to diet quality Mm because as important as, you know, managing calorie intake is the quality of the food that you eat. And it'd be nice to be able to see like servings of particular foods like fruits and vegetables, but they don't show you that. Instead, you get numbers like protein and carbs and that kind of stuff. Fiber, yeah. Yeah. So that helps you understand it more. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Um, All right. The next, um, I feel like the next place that we use uh, tracking is productivity. And I feel like this is something that I do a lot of. Mm-hmm. Um, probably, I don't even think about it, but when I started thinking about it, I do quite a lot. So I feel like one of my primary tools um, is my paper planner. I Well, we actually both have a get to workbook. I think we use them kind of differently, mm-hmm. but um, I use my get to workbook and I am using it and looking in it daily. I use it to kind of look at my week and see what I have coming up, but then what I want to get done. You know, I have a lot of things. Um, I, I, I don't use it for 
um, my full-time job. I use it for everything like home life and then all my creative projects outside of work. And Mm -hmm. I just, I have a lot going on. And so I really have to see like, what do I need to get done this week? Where can I fit in that time, you know, in the evenings or on a weekend work session, things like that. Um, I really love it because it's very goal oriented, which is also kind of how I work. So it has places to like track goals and things like that. Um, So I love that. Also, a new um, kind of tool that I implemented at my full time job is I have a little notebook that I use to just track tasks that I need to get done that day and to also track my time and how I spend my time during the day. because I can just find that I'm sure everyone experiences this just, you know, with a random email that comes in, um, a colleague that asks you to like review something quickly, like suddenly your whole day can be gone and it doesn't really feel like you did anything. Yeah. So kind of using that to like remind me, okay, what are the things that I really want to get done today? And then also just, I don't know, it kind of helps me see like, okay, yeah, I did get all this, you know, I did do all of these things or it kind of helps me, um, I don't know, just, just focus on that main task, like telling a colleague, can I get to that tomorrow or something instead of like responding right away. So I have been finding that really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And I, you inspired me to get the get to work book mm-hmm. and it's true. We track things very differently because it's mm-hmm. been, I love it, but it's only been really marginally effective for mm-hmm. me. Cause I think I, I do better just on the screen. Like I'm mm-hmm. just putting in like yeah. I actually keep a little sticky constantly on my desktop yeah. on my screen, yeah. my computer to say what I need to do that day. Right. And I only probably use my workbook once a week, mm-hmm. but it's, it's nice to have because it kind of reorients me to the plan I have for my sabbatical, mm-hmm. but day to day it's become less useful over time gotcha. just for me personally, but right. that's just because I, I do things differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everyone kind of has to find what works for them. And just that balance between the paper and the digital is, is really tough. Like mm-hmm. I, for a long time, I wanted to either be, I wanted to just be all digital. And I just found that for me, I, I really do like having a place to write things down. So I had to kind of figure out and like be okay with, you know, kind of a blend, but kind of figure out how that works for me. So, so that's, it's interesting because you, you are very much a planner. You like to plan ahead. Mm -hmm. So you need to see days out Mm -hmm. kind of what's going on. Whereas I am very, very reactive and Mm -hmm. whim based. And Mm so a planner is not actually useful because I'm not planning a whole lot. (laughs) (laughs) You do, you do plan stuff though, like on your outlook, your digital calendar where you can like kind of see ahead. I mean, you have like your meetings and we put some like family stuff in there, like doctor's appointments for the boys and stuff. So Yeah, yeah. yeah, everyone kind of has to find what works for them. Mm hmm. Okay, let's move on to a listener question. Cool. So we got one from Andy. And this is a great one because it's not a complicated question. It's very easy to answer. So we'll have a short answer, but then we can get into some details to, to learn some things from it. Mm-hmm. So Andy asks, um, with your recent refi, Chris, me, <laughs> said he crunched all the numbers and figured you came out significantly ahead. I'm wondering what he crunched exactly. And I'm asking for us. We've been paying an advanced schedule on our mortgage and we should be done paying off our house by the middle of 2018. So the question is, is there any way to refinance um, that could be beneficial to us? Because every time I look into it, I just get overwhelmed and I think we only have a year and a half left. So why bother? So she gave us some details. Mm-hmm. Um, her home value is about 265 K their loan balance. She said they're going to pay it off in a, just about a year and a half at 625. So $62,000. Their interest rate is 3.375, and it's a 30-year mortgage, which they're obviously paying off aggressively. Mm -hmm. So the short answer is no. You have... (laughs) (laughs) Don't refinance. (laughs) Don't refinance. (laughs) There's there's no benefit, I think, to that 
um, for, for you at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's because you've already done this awesome, amazing thing of yeah. aggressively paying down what is not an inexpensive house. Oh my gosh. And yeah. you're going to have it paid off in, in under two it's years. Amazing. That's amazing. Huge props. You can't see my all caps here, but in my notes, it's huge <laughs> props. <laughs> yes, we are. We are in awe and giving you huge high fives. That's just so, so cool. And I mean, that's just, you know, I think about like we're on this really aggressive savings plan to get this big pot of like savings for ourselves and um, either to be able to pay off our mortgage or just like, you know, kind of be set um, for savings for a while. And Mm -hmm. I do think about like, okay, it's a lot of work to get there right now, but then for years to come, we're going to think back and be like, oh my gosh, I'm so thankful that like younger Kelsey and Chris did that, you know, like it is really a gift that you just give to your future selves. Totally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the, so the, the broader question here though, is, is about refinancing because you know, that's been, these are, have been these favorable interest rates. And so the question is about when and why and, mm-hmm. and that kind of thing. Um, and so there are lots of reasons to refinance, like to pull equity out of your house, to do other things with, we considered that when we were thinking about a rental property, for example. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the biggest ones, just given the great interest rates is to refinance so that you get a lower interest rate to try mm-hmm. to save money over time mm-hmm. on this, what is probably the biggest loan in your life. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, in your case, you don't have really enough time, even if you refinance and you had like super low closing costs to try to actually save money on a lower interest rate. Plus you also have a super low interest rate, right? probably only half a point off, Mm -hmm. you know, what is like historically the lowest ever. So you're in good shape anyway. Um, and you're paying it off fast, but you did ask though, like how we kind of figure out Mm -hmm. whether it was beneficial to us or not. Yeah. And the numbers we crunch and all that. So really the, if, if, anyone is considering refinancing, the things you need to consider are your current interest rate and the term of your loan. So let's say it's a, you have a 15-year loan or a 30-year loan at like 3%, 3.5%, 4% interest mm-hmm. rate kind of thing, as well as then you look at, you know, if you refinance what your new interest rate would be and then the new term of the loan, because right. you usually, you know, you have a refinance into like a new 30-year mortgage or mm-hmm. 15 or 20 years, that sort of thing, 10 years, whatever it might be. Um, you have to think about those things because the whole idea of refinancing to try to save money with a lower interest rate is once you get the lower interest rate, you'll be paying less interest per payment over time. Mm -hmm. Right. But the catch is you've paid closing costs on that loan. Mm -hmm. And so you have to pay off those closing costs with the savings with the new lower interest rate Mm -hmm. and then get beyond that to actually save money with the loan that you've got. Right. So some caveats, like if you refinance and you get a lower interest rate, awesome. But if you've extended the term of your loan far enough into the future, you'll be paying that interest long enough into the future that you actually won't save any money, even though you have a lower interest rate because you're paying interest longer, you know, over time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So that's why you have to think about the term of Mm -hmm. your loan. Um, So really quickly, like the easiest way to do this is you just go to an amortization calculator online. Mm-hmm. I always just go to like the super simple amortization dash calc.com yeah. and you put in, you know, your loan amount, the term, the interest rate, and then it plugs in, it like gives you a whole calendar mm-hmm. of how it gets paid off. And then it gives you totals, like how much you'd pay in interest over the course of the loan and all of that. Yeah. But the whole point is you want to pay less in interest over the course of whatever loan you get compared mm-hmm. to your current loan. Right. And if you can do that, then it's probably worth it. Mm-hmm. So I've seen, you know, um, rules of thumb out there. Like you should only refi if you can drop your interest rate by like two points. Mm-hmm. So say 
5% down to 3%. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't really buy that because it all depends on your circumstances, right. like how expensive the loan is and then how much time you'll be paying it off and right. all of that stuff. My thing is, and I, this is not really a rule of thumb, but just a little bit of a guideline. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you can recoup the cost of closing within, say, a couple of years. Mm-hmm. So you pay off those closing costs and then you start saving money after that. Um, and that's really without extending the term of your loan too much, then it's probably the right deal. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have to extend the term of your loan, then you actually need to see how much overall interest you pay. Right. But the whole idea there is within a couple of years, because you know, life changes. Mm-hmm. And if you know you're gonna if you think you're gonna be in your house long term, two years out to to make up the cost of the refinance is safe. Mm-hmm. If you're in a situation where, hey, maybe two, three years out, we could be moving, who knows, Mm -hmm. then you have to take that into account. Right. Because you may have just paid for this lower interest rate loan Mm -hmm. and then move before you have a chance to pay off that pay right. that off, right? Right. Or or like really see the benefit. And and I wanted to just clarify when you're talking about like quote unquote paying off the closing costs, the closing costs end up getting just rolled into your new mortgage. So you're not actually making like a payment on your closing costs, right? Right. I mean, you could pay the closing costs if you just out of pocket. Yeah. If you wanted to, if you wanted to pay like, you know, yeah, it's usually two to $4,000. Yeah. But I think it's always good to, if you can roll into the loan, the, the interest on that say $3,000 is not that big a deal over the time you have to pay it off. Um, but yeah, that's, that's the thing. If you roll it in, you've Mm -hmm. now actually got a more expensive loan than Mm -hmm. you did when you started, Mm -hmm. but hopefully the lower interest rate makes it a less expensive loan over the course of this. Right. The mortgage. Mm Mm-hmm. I hope all that makes sense. <laughs> I hope so too. But Andy, for you, just pay that fucker off. You're all good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we are cheering you on. You'll have to um, write in and we'll, yeah, we'll have to give you a big high five on the air when you pay that off. That's so, so cool. All right. So let's move on to one big thing. Cool. What, what have you got? Mine is totally vanity based. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Well, I'll start with the more embarrassing thing, actually, my hair. Yes. This might be more geared toward guys okay. than women because women's hair is, is generally harder to cut if it's longer and that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I, we've mentioned on the podcast before, I'm now cutting my own hair mm-hmm. as well as the boys and I've attempted yours yes. at least once. Yes. Um, but I cut my hair again this morning mm-hmm. and I tried to do a lot more blending and that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And everything looks pretty good, but I noticed back behind my ear here, I was trying to go with a like shoop, super short uh-huh. guard and I ended up making a little jaggedy thing happen. Oh, really? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't noticed. <laughs> so I looked at it for a while and I'm like, oh, should I try and fix that? But the uh-huh. danger of, you know. Right, making it even worse. Yeah, there's a Jerry Seinfeld episode on this when he tried to make his chest hair uniform and he ended up with a bald <laughs> chest. I didn't want to go that route. Uh-huh. So, um, but the thing I realized is with guy's hair, actually, it's vain, but if you're not too vain, mm-hmm. it's kind of no big deal. Yeah. I'm never going to look behind my ear. Right. People behind me in a line at a coffee shop will notice what right. happened to that guy's hair. But you don't care. But I don't care. <laughs> so, so I'm saving, you know, 20 to $60 a month. So mm-hmm. I'm all good with that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I guess the idea that uh, if it's not in your line of sight, you might be okay with imperfection if you can take on a task of your own. Gotcha. So, uh, so I don't know. That's a weird lesson to learn. But <laughs> But then the other thing I want to bring up, so it's two big things, mm-hmm. is weight loss. So mm-hmm. I mentioned that I've been trying to lose weight. And with the plan that I manufactured, mm-hmm. I've lost 10 pounds in seven weeks. And I'm going for another probably 15 or so Whoa. in the next you know, 10 to 15 You weeks. are wasting away. I am not wasting away. I'm stronger <laughs> than I've ever been. 
I'm, you I'm, look great. You look really great. I'm very you. proud of you. You've been working very hard. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. But I think the, the thing I wanted to mention is don't get swayed by all the fad diets out there, especially those mm-hmm. that promise the rapid weight loss. Mm-hmm. You have to be patient with your weight loss. And as long as you are, then your results will be longer lasting and, and easier to maintain. Mm-hmm. Um, so just keep that in mind with weight loss. But um, that and then incorporating utilitarian physical activity is absolutely the key. Like, like walking a few places or biking places. Yeah, to run errands, mm-hmm. to do things you're going to do anyway that mm-hmm. you'd probably hop into the car to do. Mm-hmm. If you can avoid hopping into the car, that's the way to go. So like the example here is taking the kids to daycare. Mm-hmm. I have some flexibility to do that because I'm on sabbatical. Mm-hmm. So how am I going to do this when I go back to work? Mm-hmm. I've already been thinking about, okay, I can bike the kids to daycare. I can pack up all my work stuff because I kind of do that anyway. Um, drop them off leave the trailer at, at daycare. I'm going to talk to them about storing it because it can fold up. It can just go in a closet mm-hmm. and then bike to a nearby park and ride and then take the bus into work. Wow. And again, because it's only adding 20 minutes onto the morning kind of commute for me, mm-hmm. that's not actually that big a deal. Mm. Like that's totally, utterly workable. Even though I'm talking like a distance of seven and a half miles mm-hmm. and then a mile back to get to the park and ride. Right. But then I build in a thousand calories of right. just, you know, just... <laughs> Rather than burning those thousand calories as fossil fuels, I do it with my <laughs> my own body and I'm stronger and healthier. Yeah. And it's accomplishing the thing I had to do anyway. So just it's a mindset change, but it's something worth thinking about. Yeah. Cool. So mine is that lately I have taken on a bit too much. It's been a little bit of a stressful, I don't know, month, six, six weeks for me. Um, and just kind of in my outside projects, I've been like starting a new project. It's actually like a small business with um, a girlfriend of mine. So there's just like a steep learning curve with anything new comes amidst, you know, trying to keep up my two podcasts, my blog, I'm trying to do some extra stuff with my girl next door podcast. Um, Work and has, you're the parent of two children. I'm and the parent you work of two time. children. I work full time. Work has been a little stressful and busy for me lately too. So I think like that's just all part of it. So um, yeah, it's a lot. But um, I am trying to have the attitude of learning from this. You know, like it, this, this stuff isn't going to last forever. You know, this is kind of like a busy season where I have to get some things done. Um, but I'm just, I'm just trying to learn. It's kind of like, okay, like this is kind of my like a little, my limit or beyond of being comfortable. So it just Mm -hmm. like helps me know, okay, so I can't, you know, do all of these things. I need to be better about this in the future, you know, saying no to things. It is always hard. Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, so yes, I'm trying to be positive about it. And I am, I definitely am learning a lot. You know, I'm kind of doing some new endeavors, which that's adding to the stress because Mm -hmm. yeah, just learning new things and figuring things out, making decisions and stuff. But um, yeah, but I am learning a lot. This is interesting. I'm just realizing like a, an approach to life difference between you and me. Oh, okay. So you, you do things very well. Mm -hmm. Like you have to do things very well Mm -hmm. and with quality and you take your time with them and all of that. Mm -hmm. And that means you can't take on too much because you're, you're going to still try to do it all well. And so you will get stressed because you don't Mm -hmm. have enough time to do so many things. Well, Yeah, I take on lots and lots of things Mm -hmm. and I half-ass very much of it. Mm. And, I have I have no problem saying that because I have a whole theory about how our culture values way too much like 
perfection and, yeah. you know, I have to be the absolute best worker I can right. be, blah, blah, blah. Right. Um, but anyway, but I take on a lot of stuff mm-hmm. and I stress, I think, less about it overall most of the time. Uh-huh. Um, but I still, I probably don't do many of those things with high, high quality. Mm. A few of them I do, but certainly not mm-hmm. the majority. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm yeah. a B plus worker. Okay. I won't tell ASU that. <laughs> um, but anyway, I can probably take on more things at once, but they just won't all be sparkling quality whereas you probably need to take on fewer things because they will always be high quality right and so you just need to we that's how we that's how we work yeah, yeah. i guess so <laughs> <laughs> um but um it is actually such great timing of our trip just because it's coming amidst lots of busyness and so mm-hmm. oh my gosh it's just going to be so amazing it's going to be so rejuvenating and it's actually just you know um i don't know i'm just so excited too to just be able to i, I just I feel like I haven't even gotten to like have super deep lengthy conversations with you about all the things going on and just kind of mm-hmm. where I am with all this stuff. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff I'm excited about, but just, just, I love having those like kind of planning for the future conversations. And you're just so great too. I think about, um, helping me get perspective about things. And so I'm mm-hmm. just so looking forward to that. So it feels like <laughs> really perfect timing. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> all right. I think we have covered everything. Yeah. So um, thank you so much for listening. You can uh, find show notes for this episode at loveandmatrimony.com and you can send us an email at heymatrimony at gmail.com. Take my personality quiz, everyone. It's one question. Are you an A plus worker or a B plus worker? That's it. And remember to love your honey, not your money. And you're going to talk about, re, re, do you say re, refinance? I feel like refinance sounds Southern. Refinance. Like, do you want to refinance? <laughs> but refinance sounds sort of too. Refinance. <laughs> How many syllables? It can either have like one syllable, refinance, or many.